0: give some common sense.
1: Yes sir, any of the cars talked in 10 and branch, Michael Byther? We
0: still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon, 27-year veteran of the NYPD. It seems like this case of the escaped prisoner from Pennsylvania, a state prison in Pennsylvania, Danilo Cavalcante, has sort of caught the imagination, the attention of the entire nation. When we saw the uh, video of him scaling that wall, And there's a little picture of it on the screen. It's just almost uh, too hard to believe. And, you know, my thoughts were, of course, I find humor in this. Maybe if it was two inches shorter, his little legs wouldn't have been able to reach the other wall. He's only five foot tall as it is. But, I mean, that's like unbelievable athleticism when you think of that. Here's this guy uh, scaling the wall. And the most egregious thing about this, and not all jokes aside... This is the same location where another inmate escaped from in May. I mean, what do you think that this search and this locking down of the town, uh, the the, the area being put on alert, the closing schools, what do you think the costs of this are? The real cost, not even to mention the police response, the police overtime, the investigation the shutting down of roads, the shutting down of businesses, the inconveniences to the uh, citizenry of this area. Just horrific. And therefore, what I'm getting at is that who was in charge of this prison when this occurred? And occurred twice. Apparently now there's an acting warden. And does that mean that he's the interim warden? But don't you think they should have... You know, put some security devices in this area, for example, maybe spikes in the wall so that someone couldn't put their hands or their feet on that wall to be able to climb up a wall like Spider-Man. Just unbelievable. Danilo Cavalcante escaped from a prison near Philadelphia on Thursday. So this is day eight. Days after receiving a life sentence for murder. Uh, The police have said they've spotted him near numerous homes. Two school districts in Pennsylvania, this is according to the New York Times, canceled classes on Tuesday as troopers searched by land and air for a convicted murderer who was spotted near residential areas after escaping from a prison near Philadelphia. The fugitive Danilo Cavalcante is 34 years old. He's a Brazilian national. He He fled from the Chester County prison on Thursday, days after he was sentenced to life in prison for first degree murder and the April 2021 killing of his former girlfriend who authorities said he stabbed 38 times in front of her two children. On Tuesday, uh, the police expanded their uh, search because there were several sightings just miles from the prison in Park Upson Township. And adding that a reverse 911 call had been made to residents within a three mile radius early on Tuesday. So th- this is being taken, of course, extremely, extremely seriously. Uh, police cars and helicopters were also playing a message with the voice of Mr. Cavalcante's mother, urging him in his native Portuguese to surrender peacefully. I mean, I don't see that working. The guy's going through woods. He's he's uh, sleeping uh and wherever he can sleep out in the elements, I don't think the voice of his mother is going to make him surrender. Lieutenant Colonel Bibbins of Pennsylvania State Police said a news conference on Tuesday that one of the sightings of Mr. Cavalcante was probably on Monday evening when a trail camera picked up a man walking on property at Longwood Gardens less than three miles south of the prison. He has obtained a backpack, a duffel, sling-type pack, and a hooded sweatshirt. You know, one of the things also is that inside that backpack, who knows what he's obtained? Uh, Has he obtained a weapon somewhere? You know, was he able to get a weapon in in breaking into one of these homes? And that is what is dangerous. And I would almost guarantee you he has at least a knife. There's a picture of him on the screen with the backpack and he has another bag slung over his shoulder. So he is to be taken, even though he's a pint-sized little guy, uh, he's to be taken very, very serious. Uh, Someone's saying in the news they may have got him. Let's take a look. Uh, Let's take a look look if that's true. Um, Well, I'm not seeing it yet. Um, Just saying uh, I'm not seeing that they... Any breaking news? Um, in the meantime, I'll, I'll be searching for it, but uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing it on on YouTube. There's any breaking news that they have apprehended him. Uh, here's the wanted poster of him on the screen. I keep searching, uh, and again, I'm not seeing any breaking news. If I if I get news of him, or in fact that they apprehended him, I will go right to it. However, I'm not seeing that right now. Uh, uh, no, it's not. There's nothing I see of any indication that um, that they've they've apprehended him. So I'm going to keep my report going for the day, and uh, we're going to talk about one of the things. Of course, everyone is watching, is that climb up that wall, which was no less than you know when you talk about. An athletic feat. It, w- it was just just incredible. And, you know, I've seen perps over the years do incredible things athletically that you don't think that they could accomplish. But this is just just an incredible thing. And again, as I repeated before, you would think that the prison would have taken some precautions against someone escaping in the same area that the person had escaped in May. Let me play this here.
2: He times in front of her two children. Now he has escaped from jail where he was being held, and there is fear about him being on the loose. Cavalcante escaped from the Chester County prison last Thursday, days after he...
0: There's, this is unbelievable. When you watch this, this is no small athletic feat. I mean, how many people do you think could put their feet on a wall, their hands on a wall, and scale that wall... First of all, I think most people would be terrified to even try that. Let's watch him. ...being on the loose.
2: Cavalcante escaped from the Chester County prison last Thursday, days after he received a life sentence, so it appears he likely has little to lose. Police have been scouring the area in southeast Pennsylvania searching for him. Cameras have captured Cavalcante at night in yards and other areas.
0: So, folks, that is unbelievable. But what really gets me is that, again, they had a prisoner escape in May in the same location, in the same manner. Why was there no security, beefed up security in that area? Barbed wire, spikes on the wall, anything. If they know that p- people can do this, the walls are close enough together with their legs and their feet and they can scale it up. Like, I mean, again, it's, it's an incredible athletic feat, but these guys have incredible reason to want to get the hell out of that prison, you know, and they, they were able to do it. So when we look at that, we just shake our head and we go, wow. could you? And also realize this, this guy's five foot tall, 120 pounds. You know, he's like a little Spider-Man, you know, he could scale things. He could fit in areas that you and I could never fit in, but He's motivated. He's a two-time murderer. He wants to get the hell out of there. He doesn't want to spend the rest of his life in prison. These are the people that they have behind bars. The lackadaisical nature of two escapees from this prison, one in May and one just last Thursday. Are you kidding me? You know, And, of course, the first time, oh, the guard in the tower spotted it. This time he didn't. We're doing an investigation. No, the investigation Belongs going up to the warden. Why didn't you secure that area more than you did? Someone escaped in May. Didn't you do a security assessment and see that that was a problem over there? Two walls so close together that a motivated inmate that's an athlete, and most of them are athletic because they got 24-7 just to do push-ups, sit-ups, wide-arm pull-ups, and all of those things and build up their body. So they're motivated. Why didn't you do something about it? That's what I want to know. And when we talk about this case, this is costing millions and millions of dollars, not just for the police response. I enumerated all the costs, closing the schools, closing businesses, locking down roads, all of those things, and all because of this guy escaped from
2: a prison that he should never have escaped from. Just absolutely horrific. These are the most recent photos of Cavalcante from Monday night. They were captured by cameras at a botanical garden three miles away from the prison. Schools in the area have closed as the search continues. Officials have updated the public almost daily about the search.
1: The photos confirm that Cavalcante has not changed his appearance, but also that he has obtained a backpack, a duffel sling type pack, and a hooded sweatshirt. Cavalcante is depicted in the photo walking north at 8.21 p.m. and then back south through the same location at 9.33 p.m.
2: One tactic police have tried in tracking down Cavalcante, they've actually broadcast a message from helicopters from his mother, pleading with him in Portuguese to turn himself in.
0: I don't see that working. I mean, it's very cute. His mom, mom talking to a two-time murderer. Oh, please, Danilo, please turn yourself. What are you kidding me? The guy's been out in the woods. He's going on his eighth day. I think he has any respect for his mother this is some of the, this would be laughable if it wasn't so sad
2: The FBI and the US Marshal Service are assisting with the search Joining me to discuss the manhunt that's underway in Pennsylvania is someone who knows a lot about this He is Art Roderick he is retired from the US Marshal Service where he was the assistant director
0: You know folks just to be clear the US Marshal Service the um the uh These guys that search for these escaped prisoners, they are the best felony enforcement unit. uh, They are the best at doing this. This is their full-time job, and I can't say anything bad. Look, I'm not saying anything bad about the police at all. This is – they have their work cut out for them, this little pint-sized felon in this wooded area. And, you know, he's totally motivated. And, look, hundreds of police, helicopters, drones, dogs, and he's still on the loose. For his eighth day, just unbelievable.
2: You're of investigations. Art, welcome back to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on.
3: No problem. Thank you.
2: Art, give me your take on this. I mean, this seems like pretty scary stuff. You know, folks. Uh, this is a guy who's been convicted of murder. To me,
0: they're saying that he just got caught. I don't see. I will. I'm going to go to um, to to YouTube and see if I can pull it up. That, that you know any information on that but uh right now someone's saying he was caught in a kid's treehouse uh let's let's see what um let's see if i can pull pull it up if in fact that happens to be the truth uh they may not have uh they may not have it breaking news that quickly um at least onto youtube um and i'm gonna i'm gonna check it check out check it out right now and see if it's uh if it's posted up there, um, if it's not, I'll go back to the um, to the law and crime people talking about um, the, the search for Danilo, and I'm not seeing it right now. Um, I'll see if he is. There is any live coverage on it uh we're not um not i'm not seeing it guys it's not it's not up yet and i don't doubt you folks that are are, um it's true that he was caught but we're not seeing anything um indicating that he was uh any live coverage yet uh and as soon as as soon as this gets up onto uh onto youtube i will go right to it however i'm not uh i'm not seeing it right now uh Apparently, there will probably be a um, a live press conference if, in fact, uh, he is and has been caught right now. Uh, let's see. I'm not, again, I'm not seeing it. So, folks, I'm going to go back to the law and crime thing uh, un- until I get a uh, a positive um uh, Okay, let's see if we could, uh, if I can get them playing at this
2: again. Uh, Okay. He, I look at it and I think he may have nothing to lose. He just was sentenced to life in prison. What are your thoughts on this escape?
3: Yeah, this is a pretty desperate individual. He, um, Uh, not only has he been convicted for murder here, but he's also wanted in Brazil for another homicide. Um, And I think at this point in time, the Brazilians are coming up with um, uh, provisional arrest warrant through the Department of Justice. Uh, But they probably won't get him because he's been sentenced to life up here. And obviously, we'll be facing uh, some other charges, really lesser charges based on his sentence that he got from the state for a uh, life without parole. Um, so it's really just a matter of getting this individual back into custody. But desperation is a key at this point. He's been out almost a week at this point. And, uh, um, you know, he, he's uh, it looks like he's got some supplies. He's got a backpack. He's got some type of a bag that he's carrying with him. Um, but the only way for him to get supplies is he's got to break into break into homes or vehicles to to get what's needed. And that's really where the desperation part comes in. Hopefully we don't end up with a situation where we either have a barricade situation or a hostage situation involved in him getting into one of these homes to get supplies.
2: And that's my thought too, is the fact that we could get into a hostage situation here if he feels desperate enough and could try to use that you know, if he's hungry, he's been on the run, he's not getting sleep, he's not thinking clearly and possibly try to use any hostage as a bargaining chip. Uh, it seems to me, you know, the search area has expanded. They said that in their most recent update, but they're getting images of him on camera. So they know he is still in the general area. I mean, what what do you do? Do you just hope that he eventually gets so worn out that, that you happen upon? To-
0: you know, folks, it's a good question by Ann Gannett Levy. And the thing is, is the police are counting on, again, they use the term, we're stressing him. He's out there. He has to survive in the elements. The police are going home every night and getting sleep, and they're coming back out searching for him. So, yes, they need to keep stressing him, but the pressure has to be kept on. And I've mentioned numerous, numerous times. Oh, by the way, folks, that report of that he was caught as bull. We I have some trolls in my chat, and I just removed one of the guys who was saying he was caught. There's no truth to that. So, yeah, they got to keep stressing him. Keep the pressure on. Keep the dogs out there. Keep the searches going. Put more cameras out there, more trail cameras, because, look, they go there, They go 24-7. He can double back. And that's one of the reasons they keep protecting when they refer to that perimeter, that two-mile square perimeter. They're not ever going to release that because he can double back from the... his Southern position go back into there and then they have a problem if they're not covering it. So they need to keep covering it because they cannot let their guard down. This could take weeks. The last escaped prisoner in Pennsylvania took three weeks to apprehend.
2: Pawn him or you just keep following the video images as they come in.
3: Yeah. It's a little bit of both. I mean, um, you know, we're, we're basically waiting for him to make a mistake. And, and you know, we've, we've heard uh, several reports of some burglaries that have occurred in that area. Uh, they haven't 100 percent been confirmed to him, but more than likely they are him uh, breaking into homes and, and uh, taking supplies and what's needed. But um, it's, it's a tough situation. I mean, it's not you, you hear the marshal service and the Pennsylvania State Police talk about stressing him.
0: That when I see him climbing that wall, the athleticism to that is unbelievable. And again, we don't think a normal human being could do that. But these are not normal human beings. These are prison inmates. All right, they they are motivated to get out of there. And if he doesn't get out of there, he's going to be serving life in prison. So he does athletic things that you and I would never even think of. That looks that's terrifying to even try that. Yet look at him do it like like it's nothing and. You think he's a mountain climber? I don't know. But he, he didn't hesitate to try that.
3: And, and what that means is they want him to know that they're right on his heels uh, so that he's not sleeping. So psychologically, he's being worn down so that eventually he makes a mistake or they get a phone call from, from someone that they've seen him in the area. So they have caught him on camera several times, which is a good thing because it allows law enforcement to know, obviously, that he's still in a particular area and operating in that area trying to survive in that area so that is key for law enforcement to adjust whatever perimeter they have set up but you know initially when this all started um whenever we have any of these types of manhunts it's always the loose perimeter that that you're worried about in other words it's this individual able to slip out of the initial perimeter which we which he was able to do but Thank goodness for those trail cams that we were able to reestablish another perimeter. And really, it's going to come down to keeping that perimeter very tight, not mm-hmm. allowing him to slip through. I mean, how
2: do, you, how do you keep the perimeter tight, I ask, because it's not like you can just line up people around. I mean, just I don't think anybody has the manpower for that. So you just station people in strategic locations where it could be an exit point.
3: Yes, it it is done. You know, you do look at overhead maps and you try to map out, okay, what are some logical areas to set up roadblocks, checkpoints, Um, but it is very difficult and it is really intense resource driven and it, it requires a lot of people, but you also have canines out there. You have drones, you have static patrols. There's different things that you can do technology-wise now in order to try and locate this individual. And I know from the from uh, the marshal per, uh, service perspective and having worked hundreds of these cases, um, you know they, they know what they're doing. They know what's gotta be done at this particular point. And they're actually doing it. It's just a matter of getting fresh bodies into relieve those officers that are that are that are tired right now uh, from work.
0: Unbelievable! Just watch him scale that wall. You know, Spider-Man. It's just, and I know some of you folks in the chat are saying, "Oh, I could do that." I don't know if you could do that. You know, uh, it's very difficult. I mean, if you ever watch mountain climbers climb, the ones that do it without ropes, this is that this is the equivalent of that. That it takes that type of strength and athleticism to accomplish this. So this is no easy feat to watch what he's doing. And again, this was the same area that they had a prisoner escape in May, May 19th of 2023. Warden, Mr. Warden, I think they probably fired the warden or transferred him or forced him to retire because they have an interim warden right now. But May, what is it now? Right now it's September, right? Why was there no additional security? features put into this location to prevent the same exact thing from happening again, which it did. I just, I just, it's amazing to me. And whenever, anywhere across this nation, I see an inmate escape from a prison, it's heads need to roll. That's the only way that that will never happen again. Heads need to roll, you know, and from the top on down. And, you know, law enforcement is always big. And I can tell you this with assigning blame. And trust me, there'll be a big investigation to, into this, and including the escaped prisoner on May 19th, and to find out, okay, why didn't we do anything, any additional security devices at that location to prevent this? And don't you think these inmates talk to each other? Hey, did you hear how he got out? Yeah, he scaled the wall. Where? Over by such as... And look at the guy out front. He's a lookout. He's the lookout, Right. I'd make sure he's punished. He'd get put in solitary confinement for a few weeks. You know, let people know that there's a price to pay for being a lookout to for someone to escape from a prison.
3: Working for the past five, six days. So, really, that's what it's coming down to at this point. Um, you know, we have just recently had uh, Burham, who was an escapee in, out of out of Pennsylvania, who was out there for a week. So, uh, you know, we are getting to that point where you know, how much of this stress is weighing on him psychologically since we're almost at the weak point in time that he's got out.
2: The uh, the man you just mentioned, he escaped from the same prison. I mean, I I would think that if you are working at this prison or you're in the county, you'd think, what is going on?
3: I I agree. Um, You know, they have had uh, three escapes within the past couple of months there in in the uh, Pennsylvania area. Um, so really, they've got to go back and look at their security protocols, because mostly every single escape occurs due to, due to human error or security protocols not being followed by uh, correction staff uh, in these prisons. And, um, you know, you, you, it's tough to blame the prisons uh, because they are very short on staff. I mean, nationwide, we're about...
0: You know something, what he's saying, he's probably 100% correct, but you as a citizen you as a, a person that wants to go about their business unimpeded by the worst of society. We don't want to hear that. Get the money, hire the people, right? Train the people correctly and make sure there's no more escapes from the prison. And I mean, of course we hear, and this gentleman gave his life for law enforcement and and, and he, uh, no doubt from the fugitive enforcement division, from the federal marshals, he knows what he's talking about, but we as citizens of this country, do we want to hear that there's a lack of manpower? Or even more, or worse, the rights that they give inmates are above and beyond the pale, where they have more rights than the people that are watching them. So all of those things need to, we need to tighten up the prison system. If this is going to happen, two or three escapes from this prison in the last year, that's that's unconscionable. That's not
3: okay. About a third down of Corrections officer staff all around the country, so it does it does start weighing on on corrections officers when they have to work double or triple shifts, uh, overtime uh, to go ahead and secure these facilities. But um, yeah, they've definitely got to take a look at their security protocols at this particular prison.
2: Most certainly, and I I mean I don't envy the job of a corrections officer prisons are rough rough places Uh, so i know it's a tough job but this guy according to sources uh, escaped in a similar fashion um from the other man who escaped uh it says that he made it up to the roof ran across the roof when
0: you see him jump up on that wall look how confident he is he has no doubt he's gonna make it to the top he just jumps on that wall gets his feet behind him and boom he climbs up that wall like spider-man it's unbelievable like guaranteed he's practiced this you know this was he's done dry runs and was confident oh there's no doubt i'm gonna make it to the roof then i have to think of where i'm gonna go after that but the way he approaches that wall the way he jumps up on that wall it was like he worked for ringling brothers and barnum and bailey circus he was a trapeze artist unbelievable
2: roof and then scaled down to a less secure area of the prison was able to get out that way. So it's almost like they're trading secrets in there.
3: Right, which is, is, occurs quite a bit, by the way. That does occur inside prisons. I mean, uh, information, intelligence is shared among prisoners about what, what the guard shifts look like. I mean, they, they really have all the time in their hands to plan, to plan the escape. I mean, really, most escapes are done in three phases first one being the plan and the second one being execution. And usually those two phases are what the inmate has control over. What he doesn't have, or he or she does not have control over, is once they actually break out. Um, and that's the toughest part of any escape plan is, is okay, now how, once I'm out, how do I get out of the area? And, and apparently uh, this particular individual really didn't have a great plan for getting outside of Uh, So really, it's going to come down to keeping that perimeter tight to make sure he's within the target area. So they can keep concentrating on searching homes and and getting phone calls from residents in that in that particular target.
0: You you know, folks, some of the people in the chat are making uh, great points. Yeah. Investigate his past. Find out exactly who this guy is. What is his background in Brazil besides his criminal background? What was was he a martial artist? Was he in the service? Where did he learn these skills? Does he have survival skills? All of those things are part of the intelligence aspect on this prisoner, on an escaped prisoner. And all of those things, the police, the Pennsylvania State Police, the FBI, the Fugitive Enforcement Division, U.S. Marshals, all of them should know this stuff right now. And I'm sure they do. I'm not telling them any. I'm just letting you guys know that. It's important to know his background. And they keep talking about stressing him This is going on the eighth day he's been in the woods. He's been out there for eight days. How stressful do you think that is? Uh, Daddy Club, thank you for the 199 super sticker. Where did he get those clothes? (laughs) You know, something? Good question. I don't know. I don't know where he got it. Uh, Yeah, because prison inmates should be wearing uniforms, correct? And doesn't that sort of, that's part of the whole security of the place, that they're wearing a uniform. Where did he get those clothes? I'd like to know that, too, Uh, because they shouldn't have access to their street clothes inside a state prison. Very good. uh, Very good observation. Back to the uh, U.S. Marshals. One
2: of the more interesting tactics, I think, that they tried to use here was they broadcast a message from his mother, uh, I guess from a helicopter or something. She's speaking in Portuguese, pleading with him to turn himself in. You know that hasn't worked so far, but I thought it was interesting that that they attempted that. Is that something that's commonly done?
0: You know, folks, that's done a lot of times, like in in hostage situations. Uh, so in a way, this is somewhat like a hostage situation. They'll have a family member talk to the uh, to the person uh, holding hostages, and in this instance, it's not a hostage; it's an escaped prisoner. So they bring in his mother. They have his mother talk and maybe, oh, could she talk a little Popo into coming back in? And I don't think in this instance that's, I mean, it's worth a try, right? But I don't think in this instance where you have a double murderer and his mom's going to sing him a lullaby over the helicopter loudspeaker and he's going to come right in. I don't think that's going to happen, you know, and because uh, he's motivated. He's motivated to get the hell out of there and to escape. So. Even his mother speaking over a loudspeaker uh, loud of a helicopter in Portuguese, I don't think it's going to, first of all, you probably can't even understand it with the blades of the helicopter turning and you're going to, you know, oh, yeah, that's my mom from Brazil. She's telling me to surrender. I don't think so. You know, I, I wonder how intelligible it sounds going over a loudspeaker of a helicopter that's in flight. I, I, I don't know. Folks, this is Police Off the Cuff, real crime stories. If you like real crime, true crime. From a police perspective then you're in the right place and if you're not subscribed to us go on our youtube hit that subscribe button it's free give us a thumbs up and ring that bell and if you want to support this channel we have a patreon with three different levels and we also have a youtube channel membership with count them five different levels and you see the folks in the green font they're part of our youtube family our friends our subscribers and we really appreciate them as being part of the Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories family. Let's get back to law and crime and uh, the U.S. Marshal. It is,
3: but it's also very much based on the relationship, the family relationship. Um, The last thing you want to do is bring in an an antagonist into the situation. Um, So apparently...
0: Yeah, exactly. What if he hates his mother? (laughs) They should really check that out before they put mama on the loudspeaker. Oh, no. It turns out he hates his mother. You know, uh, I'm sure they checked into that or else that would have been the stupidest thing they could have possibly done is putting her over the helicopter loudspeaker if it turns out he he didn't care for his mother.
3: This individual and his mother must have had a good relationship um, because that's what they tried. I mean, we have done this in the past uh, where we've brought family members in to plead for an individual to give themselves up. It's not unusual. What's unusual here is they're broadcasting this out over loudspeakers from vehicles and aircraft uh, from helicopters. So that is that is a unique take, but uh, we've used family members in the past to try to get into the surrender. Well, Art,
2: thank you so much for joining us, Art Roderick, a retired U.S. Marshals Assistant Director of Investigations. We really appreciate your time.
0: That was quite informative. Uh, great uh, U.S. Marshals representative. Uh, you know, folks, what I have spoken about numerous times in regards to this, this case is the fear that he takes someone else's life while he's on the run here. And of course, I brought this up before, but we had that horrific case in Texas last year, and that was a uh, escaped prisoner named, named Gonzalo Lopez, who was serving two life terms. And somehow he was being transported in a prisoner van with a bunch of other prisoners. And in a totally inside job, he was able to escape out of the prisoner van, overtake two guards, one who fired a shot at him, and run across the field under the view of a local police officer who did absolutely nothing, didn't even give chase. He escaped into the woods. Uh, From the very moment this occurred, and again on the screen right now is Gonzalo Lopez, from the very moment that Gonzalo Lopez escaped, it just showed the utmost incompetence with that particular correctional system in Texas. And then they had this public relations guy who was the talking head for corrections who sounded like Baghdad Bob. He just, he, he was clueless, you know. And they oh, we're going to find him. He couldn't have gotten far, blah, 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 blah. And then a week or two later, he's still out there. And they're like, we think he fled the area. It's probably safe to come back in, probably safe to come back into the area because he's long gone. Oh, really? So what happens? What happens? A family of five on a hunting trip into their empty hunting cabin goes back into the area and is murdered by this savage. He kills a family of five this is an escape just to enumerate how dangerous these individuals are on the screen gonzalo lopez he killed a family of five and all of this of course why i get emotional and and, and uh, angry with this stuff because all of that should have never happened from the minute he escaped with the as an inside job with the help of other people no doubt from the prison no doubt the incompetence of security guards, uh, the incompetence of the, of the system of how he was transported. Oh, really? We're transporting this two-time lifer. Mm. Okay. Was everyone searched before they went on this bus? How was he able to uh, acquire a tool in which he broke out of his shackles with on the bus? How did that happen? you know how was he able to overtake the driver who also was armed why didn't the driver shoot him and then another guy in the back fired around sh- from a shotgun and he as he ran across the field and escaped and then ultimately the incompetence of this these people cost a family kids too with their grandfather five people were murdered by this guy there is his ugly face up on the screen. Luckily, luckily, and there's no luck and there's nothing happy about this. He was killed by the Fugitive Enforcement Division. He thought he was going to get in a gunfight, uh, with the A team. And uh he wound up coming in second place. And when you come in second place in a gunfight, uh you're definitely you're not a winner, you know, absolutely not a winner at all. And um that's why I fear that something like that could happen uh, in this case. And we pray that he gets caught before that. That nothing like that could happen in this case. But you know, you never know. You never know because the longer he's out there, the more desperate he gets. And, and the more that he he has he has the potential that he has the potential to to do this. And we know he's capable of committing murder because he's already committed two of them.
4: Thing was 24 hours ago. And that is when uh, a resident saw him, uh, a heavy police response forwarded. And then once again, he eluded police. Now, the uh, seven days of searching here has really taken its toll, not, on, not only on residents, but uh, law enforcement here. We can tell you a police canine search dog suffered a heat-related injury. We believe it was heat stroke, and that canine is hospitalized in the mid-90 degree heat here in the Philadelphia area while searching. Residents here also noticing a couple tonight showing up at a command post. To bring crews drinks to thank them for their help. Why take them out?
5: Because they won't let us volunteer. <laughs> it's the least I could do. Yeah. I really want to jump in the river with my canoe and, and find them myself, but they probably don't want us getting in the way.
2: We want to help, but we can't. So it's super hot. It was a holiday weekend. These guys are working their tails off the least we could do is buy some Gatorade.
0: Very nice of those locals. You know, people must be getting frustrated at this point that their neighborhood is shut down, that they can't go about their lives freely. Schools are closed. Businesses are closed all over this five foot tall, 120 pound pint size escaped inmate from this prison. The second escapee in four months. I think that, uh, these people, after this is, hopefully he's caught without incident. Uh, I hope these people go to their elected officials and demand, demand action against this prison. This is not okay. This is not okay to escaped prisoners within four months. Let's find out what the hell's going on in that prison and let's take control of this as
4: we bring you back out here live once again we are a week long into this manhunt continues in these residential neighborhoods in heavily wooded areas off of near the brandywine battlefield Uh, the search also um, you can see they're they're putting they put up uh, electronic lights uh, and signs here to remind residents to be vigilant and report anything suspicious to them a couple final notes andrew we've learned tonight that Pennsylvania state police put out dozens of trail cameras all around the perimeter, both on public and private properties in hope to catch some sort of image of Cavalcante as he makes his movements. Usually they've been through the night and we've also learned that they put out sources of food out there in hopes to lure him out into the open in hopes of catching this convicted killer.
5: Yeah, that's so interesting. Uh, you know, we, we spoke last night uh, and I couldn't get over the fact that there's just so many photos of him uh, while he's on the run. Uh, you know, a lot of documentary evidence, uh, to put it mildly. But I'm also kind of curious as well. We, we've had your shot. We've been showing the viewers you in the car there.
0: You know, Wendy Kraft, I'm just going to put you uh, Wendy Kraft. I think he's just trying to get away. He's not confronting people. Wendy, you know something? You're, you're probably right. However, if someone tries to stop him or if he is uh, his back is up against the wall and he needs to eat or he needs to take something that belongs to someone else, he will kill again. And that's what's dangerous about this. And so I agree he is trying to get away, but he will do whatever he has to do to get away. And that includes killing whoever he has to do, whoever he has to kill. And you know something, as I said earlier on, with uh, Gonzalo Lopez, he wasn't out there specifically to kill anybody, but he killed five people because hes that's what he does. He's a convicted murderer. And so is this guy. So to just say that, oh, he just wants to get away, he just wants to be free. Well, guess what? He's not going to ever be free. And, you know, that's the danger. And that's why people in law enforcement, their assignment is to get him, to capture him. And keep the pressure on to stress him. And that's what they're trying Going to do. Going
5: from search location to search location. Do you get the sense from law enforcement officials that, you know, they're just following all these leads wherever they take them? Uh, that Are they flying blind? Do they have some confidence that they are any closer uh, to nabbing him? Yeah, I just don't know.
0: You know, folks, to answer that question, the police, again, Time is on their side, all right? They're going home every night and they're sleeping in their bed and another whole crew of fresh officers come in and they repeat that every day. They're eating, they're drinking coffee. They're not uh, out in the woods being bitten by mosquitoes and every other type of buggers out there. They're not having to move and sleep very sparingly. So yeah, they're fresh. Time is on their side in these searches you can't tell how close you are to capturing him if that's this guy's question you just got to keep the pressure on and hopefully you know there's an old expression work 12 hours a day six days a week and then luck comes in and it's the same truth with police work keep the pressure on keep the stress on keep doing what you're doing and luck will come in and he'll walk right into you and that's what we're hoping for. And with hard work and skill and preparation comes luck.
4: Uh, yesterday, a day before, I might have would have thought a little bit differently. They were very confident that they were close, that they were closing in on him. They were saying he's getting desperate. He's getting stressed. Well, now it may be the other way around. I know that I talked to law enforcement. They are getting frustrated. They are getting stressed. And you have to wonder how much of manpower they can keep this up they we're talking manpower from across the state and other states as well you just can't keep up that kind of manpower for a search
0: you know they they can keep it up as long as they have to keep it up all it is is cost money all right spend the money another part of law enforcement screwed up here spend the money and correct the mistakes that the corrections made with this and you, you can't say anything other than this was a huge mistake by corrections Whenever an inmate escapes, it's a mistake, all right? You can't say, oh, we didn't see it. Well, that's your job to see it. And vulnerabilities that you have in the prison, fix them because you knew about it and you did nothing, nothing. This guy escaped from the same location that you had an escaped prisoner on May 19th of this year. So I want to hear about law enforcement stressing. Law enforcement has got to do their job. They're paid to do their job re-up, bring in more people, bring people in from the National Guard if you need to, but get the personnel
4: like this for ongoing. So that at uh, some point has to become a concern. Yeah. And Chris so lastly, um, where he is right now remains to be seen.
5: Yeah. Chris, just lastly, too, you spoke with that that couple there that they want to you know, help. They want to volunteer. They want to give you know, water and food to all of these law enforcement that have descended there on Chester County. Um, but do you also get the sense that a lot of these residents have had their lives appended by this search? I mean, schools are closed. It seems like that that couple you spoke with are kind of enjoying the spectacle. Maybe I don't want to put words in their mouth, but but it is something you don't see every day in your uh, community.
4: The, I talked to them. They are—they are not by any stretch enjoying this at all. This is a very tense, a very anxious uh, time for these people. Uh, you know, one or two days they—they they, they live. Near a prison, so they understand the risks. Once that siren goes off, they know what happens. But this is much different than anything else they've ever had to deal with. There are many. It's been on a week of sleepless nights, and out of the blue, you see t- uh, law enforcement with night goggles and tactical gear going through your front and backyards in the middle of the night. Yeah. That is unnerving. So uh, people here are just ready for this thing to be over.
5: All right, Chris O'Connell, there live for us in. Chester County, uh, we do appreciate your reporting. Chris, thanks so much. Talk again. Thanks, Andrew. Okay, I want to put up a tweet uh, that we got from Chris O'Connell uh, earlier today with uh, some more details. Of course, uh, Chris, there reported to us law enforcement canine suffered a heat-related injury during the search and is hospitalized. Well, we also know that there was that confirmed sighting of Cavalcante on Chandler Road in Pensbury Township, Last night, uh, and now we know the reward for capture increased to twenty thousand dollars. I want to also put this up from the Pennsylvania State Police uh, as well with uh, these photos here. They say the reward total for information that leads to the capture of Danilo Calvacante has been increased to twenty thousand dollars. Call nine one one immediately with any sightings or suspicious activity. He's believed to be in the perimeter of Routes nine two six and fifty two Hillendale Road and Creek road. Uh, in the meantime, let's continue listening in to that update we got today from Pennsylvania State Police, from Chester County officials. Uh, we heard there from the acting warden of the correctional facility uh, who released that video of Calvacante's escape from the facility. Now we're going to hear from some more of these law enforcement officials about how the search is going. Let's listen.
1: Last evening, we had another sighting of Cavalcante by a resident in the area of uh, Chandler Road, Pensbury Township. team searched the area for hours but were unable to locate him. An issue we did experience during that search illustrates some of the challenges our people were dealing with. In spite of uh, precautions, one of our tactical search dogs suffered a heat related and, and emergency and remains hospitalized today. We are hopeful that he will eventually make a full recovery. As a result of that reported sighting, residents likely observed a significant increase in police activity. We did have a reverse 911 message sent out during the incident in an effort to inform residents of the issue. Additionally, as a result of that activity, we slightly expanded the eastern edge of our perimeter to include Creek Road. The District Attorney and I have continued a regular dialogue with school districts in the area, updating them with changes in our operations that might impact schools.
0: You know, folks, it's so hard to believe when you think of this, that this is one person, one person that's causing all of this. An escaped inmate from a prison is causing lockdowns in a community that is causing the community all this stress, all right, that is requiring hundreds of police officers, millions of dollars to be spent in order to re-apprehend him to bring him back into the prison. Isn't that somewhat hard to believe? Schools being closed, the effect on the commerce, the effect on the freedoms of people in this area, unbelievable, right? So when we think of that, and we think about corrections and what occurred here, and the fact that this is their second escaped prisoner in four months, there has to be a big price to pay for this. This is just not okay. In any area where you have a state prison, this occurs. And when you think about it, it's a scary thing, right? And anyone, I believe, that lives near a state prison should definitely have firearms in their home. I think everyone should have a firearm in their home, period, to protect their family and their home. Because anything could happen. But especially if you live near a state prison, would you feel confident? I mean, I, the, I, the story about the guy who flicked his lights, I was just like, guy, thank God you're okay. Thank God your wife is okay and your children are okay. But flicking the lights to a state prison inmate who's inside your house, and they, look, it worked. He left. But you know something? I, I shook my head a little bit and said, dude, I'm glad you're okay, because if that was Gonzalo Lopez, you and your whole family would be dead, you know? And unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately, in this case, it wasn't Gonzalo Lopez. It was Danilo Cavalcante, all right, so.
1: As this operation unfolded late last night, the Unionville, Chats, Ford, and Kennett consolidated school districts made a decision to close schools. We continue to use hundreds of state, local, and federal law enforcement officers, canines, aviation assets, and various types of technology in an effort to keep the community safe and to bring this to as swift a conclusion as possible. Excuse me. We continue to increase the number of personnel assigned as conditions dictate. Residents can expect to continue to see large numbers of law enforcement officers in their communities and traveling to and from assigned locations. We continue to ask for the public's help by familiarizing themselves with the photograph and description of Cavalcante, to check security cameras they have, and to call us immediately if they believe they may have seen Cavalcante. Again, we ask res- residents to please secure homes, outbuildings, and vehicles. Cavalcante has clearly already obtained some clothing and unknown other supplies, and we want to minimize any opportunity to obtain anything more. It is important that we keep pressure on him as we continue the hunt. I am also announcing that Pennsylvania Crime Stoppers has offered up to a $10,000 reward for information leading to the capture of Cavalcante. This brings the reward total to $20,000. Anyone with information is asked to call our tip line at 717 562 2987. 717 562 2987. Lastly, I want to recognize and thank the community for all of their support through this trying time in their lives. I and all of us working this manhunt understand the tremendous stress this puts on families and even businesses. In spite of that stress and unsolicited, we have had individuals, businesses, and and, um, I'm sorry, scouting, church, and other organizations show up at our command post with cases of water, food, and well
0: so, folks, he's thanking the community, of course, for the support. Uh, this is could be, you know, could be an ongoing thing, because uh, again, they they're using the language. We're trying to stress him. We're trying to get him to come out of the woods. But again, he's moving at night and most likely sleeping during the day, because during the day he would be a wide-open target. And again, he's sleeping sleeping during the day. There's a picture of him from the uh, from one of those trail cameras that caught him uh, on the trail camera. And again, sleeping during the day and moving stealthily at night with stealth <laughs> on the down low, as they call it in the hood. He's moving stealthily on the down low and uh, hopefully The pressure will keep on him and he'll get caught.
6: We're breaking free from prison west of Philadelphia. Tonight here, this stunning new video of the convicted murderer, how he escaped from that Chester County prison, first in a narrow hallway, then scaling the walls with his hands and feet, able to climb up onto the roof. Authorities believe he is still in that region, a heavily wooded area. And here's ABC's Trevor Ault in Pennsylvania. Tonight's stunning new video showing the daring prison escape of convicted killer Danilo Cavalcante, now on the run for nearly a week.
7: At 8.51 a.m., Cavalcante escapes from the prison, having crab walked up a wall, push his way through a razor wire, run across a roof, scale another fence, and push his way through more razor wire.
6: Prison officials in Chester County, Pennsylvania, releasing this footage after days of scrutiny saying that razor wire on the roof had been added recently after another inmate escaped in an almost identical fashion back in May but
0: again here again they've just reiterated that fact that another inmate escaped in the identical fashion in May you think prison prison warden prison executive staff should have figured out a way to secure that area so that didn't happen again they had months to do it were they awaiting the approval of the barbed wire they ordered? I don't know. It, the, the bureaucracy, is that what came in the way? But look, this guy escaped the same way. You think prison inmates don't talk to each other? Hey, you know how so-and-so escaped? Yeah, he crab walked off that wall when that section over, blah, 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 blah. Of course. And then they another guy tries it because, again, they are motivated. They are motivated to get the hell out of the prison, right? And they will do whatever they have to do, which he just showed you he did. This is unbelievable.
6: Cavalcante was able to slip through that wire Thursday,
7: somehow evading notice of an observation tower guard. At 9.45 a.m., officers on Cavalcante's block notify central control of a missing inmate, and they conduct a special count.
6: That was nearly an hour after he scaled that wall, and prison staff didn't sound the public escape alarm or notify 911 until 10.01 a.m., 16 minutes after they realized he was missing. Authorities say overnight Cavalcante was spotted for the seventh time. Law enforcement swarming the area but still
1: unable to find him in the dense woods. Everything that I'm able to see, the various sightings that we've had, um, other aspects of this investigation lead me to believe that he is still there in that
6: area. Sources tell ABC News the extreme heat is hindering the search, making it much harder for authorities to locate body temperature signals from their helicopters
1: above. But authorities say they won't let up. It is important that we keep pressure on him as we continue the hunt.
6: So let's bring in Trevor Alt live in Pennsylvania again tonight, Chester County officials. Trevor are facing tough questions tonight about how the convicted murderer was able to escape. We saw that video there you just reported on. They've been warned about this prison? That's right, David, especially after that first prison break in May. But the acting warden says outside security consultants told them adding that razor wire to the roof would prevent an escape like this from happening again.
0: You know something? You are in the prison business. Outside vendors do not dictate to you how you secure a location. You are supposed to be an expert. I don't want to hear him blaming on outside. They assured us that the razor wire would. Well, you know something? Maybe there should have been some spikes on the wall or something. So this type of escape couldn't occur. You had the warning. They're able to do it. They're motivated. Do something about it. Razor wire didn't work. Twice it didn't work. And you're just adding, you know, what they say is lunacy, right? When you keep doing the same thing and you expect different results, that's the definition of insanity. And this is insanity because here you got a two-time murderer escape into the community because the prison officials didn't secure a location where someone else had already escaped from. Please. I want to hear these excuses.
6: That obviously wasn't the case. And now that tower guard who didn't see or report Cavalcante's escape is now on administrative leave. David Trevoroll, live in Pennsylvania tonight. Trevor, thank
3: you.
0: Unbelievable, right? And, and, you know, when we hear these stories and we see them, we, we shudder because, you know, every every uh, state has state prisons and not just a state prison. New York has about 50 or 60 of them, you know, and in all these little small communities upstate New York in, in lesser populated areas. But just think of that. And, you know, folks, I, I just wanted to mention, though, know, this uh, today, today is obviously the 7th of September. 9-11 is just a few days away. Uh, this year will be the 22nd year anniversary of the attacks on the World Trade Center. And I thought about when they talked about the canine uh, in this case that suffered, uh, was actually hospitalized and had a dehydration and heat prostration. And I remember the little cadaver dogs they had at the World Trade Center that were searching for victims, searching for bodies. And many of them got hurt with their little paws and they would have little booties on their paws and a, I just wanted to mention that I'm a uh, a 9-11 first responder. The way most uh, anyone that was on the NYPD during those days, I'm not trying to uh, ask for a badge of courage, but I was a 9-11 responder. Duty Ron, uh, straight out of Brooklyn, Phil Grimaldi, Mike Geary, we all were 9-11 first responders. I just wanna mention that uh, this this 9-11 is the 22nd anniversary. And uh, for the people who lost uh, loved ones, It doesn't get any easier. It's just as raw as the day it happened. Folks, if you're looking for a fantastic attorney in the New York City metropolitan area, then Joe Murray is your man. Joe's a retired member of the service, a retired police officer, and a fantastic defense attorney. And you can get a hold of Joe on his cell phone at 718-514-3855, or email him at joe at jmurray-law.com, or go on his website, jmurray-law.com. Joe's not only a fantastic defense attorney, but also a huge supporter of the police off the cuff podcast. And we appreciate all his help. So folks, you know, everyone asks like, you know, where do we, where do we go from here? What, what's next? What, what is the next thing that we can do here? Uh, Again, we, I know there's not a lot of patience during an event like this, and I can sound impatient myself. Because the truth is, is that there's uh, there's a lot of people out there that live in this area that are afraid, that can't go about their every normal day life. And they have an escaped prison inmate out there who's on the loose. And until he's caught, there's not a lot they can do. You know, there's not a lot they can do about going about their life and... Uh, that's why you know they talk about We're stressing him let's get him stressed let's get let's keep him out there let's keep the pressure on of course of course that's what we got to do keep the pressure on keep stressing him here's this wanted inmate for escape and homicide danella suza cavalcante and uh five foot tall 120 pounds and we all know how he looks we all know uh that this is not uh this is not going away until he's caught. The pressure will not go away until we have him back in handcuffs and back where he belongs, inside that that state prison. Uh, and that, then and only then can the folks that live in this area maybe rest a little bit and go back to their normal day lives.
7: Officers released new images of Danilo Cavacante after he was spotted last night on a trail at Longwood Gardens. That means he slipped past their search perimeter. Tonight, the search zone has widened and more federal authorities have been brought in. Tuesday night, Rick is off. I'm Shari Williams. And the big story on Action News tonight is the heightened manhunt for a dangerous convict who's managed to evade authorities now for six days. Action News reporter Annie McCormick, she's live for us now in Pocopson Township with the very latest developments. Annie.
8: And right now we're at the intersection of Pocopson Road and also Brinton's Bridge Road, and you can see the state police presence behind me. In fact, there's still a number of road closures all across this area as that search does continue. Well, today, state police gave us a little bit of insight into how difficult the search has been, in particular because of the thick brush that they have to navigate around. Well, today they got additional assistance from federal authorities, including agents from the FBI and Customs and Border Patrol by nightfall. Law enforcement zeroed in on this area at South Creek Road and West Street Road. At dusk, a flurry of police responded to this area near Chandler and Pecoson roads. It's a lot. <laughs>
2: Hope they catch him this time.
8: Just last night, these images were captured on Longwood Gardens trail camera. Authorities positively identified the man in the photos as 34 year old Danello Cavalcante. He is now carrying a backpack, duffel bag, and was seen wearing a sweatshirt.
1: Please secure homes, outbuildings, and vehicles. Cavalcante has clearly already obtained some clothing and unknown other supplies, and we want to minimize any opportunity to obtain anything more.
8: Questions remain tonight about how the dangerous fugitive convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend escaped last Thursday. Law enforcement sources say one of the few possibilities they are investigating is Cavalcante escaped by scaling a prison wall and accessing the roof. It comes just three months after inmate Igor Bolt escaped the prison on May 19th. According to court documents, after he was captured minutes later and a half mile from the prison, Bolt told authorities, quote, he was able to climb the wall in the narrow area and,
0: quote, So, folks, there you have it. The prison admitting that this guy escaped in the same way as this Igor Bolt character who escaped in May. Uh, do they get second and third chances to secure that area? No. It was just proven by Danilo Cavacante that he escaped in the same location that a previous prisoner had escaped from and you can't uh, make light of this you have to hold the correctional authorities responsible for this and not the lowest person on the totem pole which was the guy in the in the guard tower let's go right to the top they knew about this they could have secured this area now we're going to put on administrative leave the guy in the guard tower i guess you know they say bad things roll downhill and it, it rolled down the hill to the guy in the guard tower. But I think they have to start at the top of the hill with the the warden of why was not was this situation not corrected.
8: Quote well, he pulled himself onto the roof of the prison. Once on the roof, the defendant stated he ran across the roof and climbed down by the visitor's entrance. A county official tells 6ABC in response to the May escape, additional barbed wire was added along the perimeter of the exercise area. And as for schools tomorrow, the Unionville-Chadsford School District will assess the situation at 5 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, and that is will, when they will make the decision about whether or not they will open. The Kennett-Consolidated School District said on their website tonight that they will remain closed tomorrow. For now, reporting live in Pocotson Township, Annie McCormick, Channel 6. Actually-
0: so folks, you heard that again. You know, and one of the things i, I just like to say, anyone that's been in law enforcement, for 20 years, 25 years, 50, any any amount of time. You see perpetrators that have unbelievable athletic ability, things that you wouldn't see on a professional football field. When they want to get away, they will do – got Lieutenant Peter Franzo uh, in the chat, and he, I'm sure, will second my motion there. We have seen people do scale sides of buildings – you know, climb down fire escapes, you know, like at the speed of, of, of sound, you know, to get away, they will do amazing and jump off of roofs and then fall and be OK. And you're just like, how did they do that? How is that possible? And you know something? It's just incredible. And, and again, this individual here scaling that wall was no less than an athletic feat, a real athletic feat that was just was just incredible. And you watch it you almost can't believe it that a guy a guy does that and then you know you hear you see people in the chat saying oh i could do that okay all right let's have the chat olympics and see if uh see if anyone in our chat can actually do that but uh it was an unbelievable athletic feat and we have to when we design these prisons and we design these uh facilities we have to keep in mind that these guys have this incredible athletic ability and the motivation to escape these facilities.
9: I'm on Route 1 South, four miles from uh, Longwood Gardens. And uh, there are police... Right here Looking at the body of water There was a sighting of the uh, escaped convict on a trail cam at Longwood Gardens which is like a uh, uh, it's like a botanical place where you can um, look at plants and stuff and uh the the Longwood gardens was actually closed today schools in the area uh closed there's i believe uh there was a college closed grade schools are closed so this is the uh walmart at kenneth square
0: so folks you can get an idea of of, of how large the area is by um you know by seeing uh people driving around through the search area and it's uh it, it's a lot, you know a, a large area to um uh, to search and to, to secure and there's no doubt that you can understand while the police the state police and uh the um fugitive enforcement division all these units they are getting stressed out with this
1: for all of our people They are very kind and I can't thank them enough for their support. And now we will be happy to take any questions that you may have. Lieutenant
10: Colonel, do you think he has
0: more ability to hide from you than you thought he did when this thing started since it's
1: seven days now? No, I don't think he has any more ability than we initially gave him credit for. I think that it's a very challenging area. I think we've had a number of these types of searches in the past. Some take uh, hours, some take days, some take weeks and some take months. Uh, we're committed to the search, and we will find him. We will uh, bring him back and uh, into the criminal justice what system.
4: Was for the DA or the acting warden? You guys have had access to this video. You saw this.
7: Why did it take so long to alert the public of how he escaped?
1: You said it's for the warden?
7: DA or the acting warden. Well, I can address that. That matter was referred to the attorney general's office immediately. We are engaged. In-
0: Look, they didn't release that video because it's embarrassing, and that's why they would uh they were discussing among themselves how do we release this this is totally a huge embarrassment and uh someone has to take a hit for this and that's why it took them a while to release that embarrassing video to the public
11: in a thorough investigation as i
7: stated before our main focus is bringing this man into uh to custody Uh, we were Putting all of our efforts to try to locate him, there was a simultaneous investigation into the prison escape, and today was the day that we've believed we needed to bring in the acting warden to address the public about how he escaped. What you do ahead
3: of time, still didn't want to release information to the
0: attorney general's investigation, supplanting the Chester County district uh, detectives' investigation. That's correct.
7: Was he the was the Chris? person. Was able to take the same escape route as someone just months. Previous and really nothing was done to prevent that. Uh, obviously, someone didn't do their job in instituting those measures. So, as I said earlier, according to the document, we did have a consulting firm come out identify how the individual escaped, and we thought we took appropriate measures to prevent that with the razor wire. Again, the one thing we didn't take into account was a failure on the human element side. We only focused on the physical infrastructure and not necessarily human element.
0: You know something, I don't buy that. You know something, they're they're blaming it now, of course, on the guy in the guard tower. He's the lowest card in the deck of cards here. And the the physical element obviously wasn't appropriate because he was able to defeat it. So now you're going to blame it on the guy sitting in the guard tower. I think the physical element is more important in a way to, to prevent someone from even trying an escape like this. But here it's like, when you hear them doing a tap dance, this is a tap dance.
9: So, was there no so one, the one? There no, no one in the be. tower?
7: Was there no one in the tower? Is that why you didn't get the call? Or was he asleep? Someone was in the tower. That's was the that time.
9: Was was anyone anyone a
7: a I'm, I'm here. The person in the tower has seen him leave. The position of the towers are for observation posts, which overlook the yards.
3: I'm here, Lieutenant Colvin. It's true, sir.
5: Okay, so uh, the questioning getting a little heated there uh, with the acting warden in Chester County uh, about how could yet another inmate uh, escape the same facility the very same way. This is the second time this year this has happened. Uh, you heard that question there, saying you know, was there an officer uh, in the the tower uh, to monitor? All-
0: you know, folks, absolutely. Did the tower guy screw up? Yeah, but you know, something there has to be a backup system. The first system didn't defeat this inmate. Now the second system was the guy in the tower and he obviously failed in his job. So are we going to now because exonerate the people that designed that physical system that already has proved to be negligent already has been proven to not work. And now we're going to totally blame this on the guard in the tower because guess who designed the physical system? A lot of high-ranking people right for maybe the warden on down maybe a private company also so we don't want to blame it on them let's blame it on the correction officer let's take a couple of weeks pay from him he'll be back to work in a couple of weeks right but look at the cost of this you know there's an old expression on the uh on the police department "Shit rolls downhill you know something and as it shows there, they're trying to roll it downhill just to go after this correction officer. I think it's a systemic problem. It goes right from the top. And you could see that that acting warden is doing a little bit of a Fred Astaire tap dance. And it's it's a little bit, uh, I don't like it. I don't like hearing it.
5: All this, uh, the acting warden said, yes, there was. Uh, and so let's kind of walk back let's let's go back a little about how we got here the timeline remember we're going into day eight since Cavalcante has been on the run uh, and so we're going to hear from fox 29 in philadelphia yet again steve keely there has a great timeline uh, of that previous incident earlier this spring that inmate escaping the very very same way that we all have now seen danilo Cavalcante uh, kind of crab walk up the wall get on the roof and escape here's steve keely's report
11: The weather and the pizza aren't the only hot things around here. So are some very angry neighbors after both seeing and hearing how this escape happened six days ago and then learning that a prior escape happened the same way. It's incredible. Chester County Prison Surveillance Video showed how Danilo Cavacanti escaped. It was after 8.33 in the morning during inmate exercise time. At 8.51, while other inmates are seen around the corner from the door to the exercise yard, Calvi Conti, at just five feet tall, was able to put his hands and feet against the...
0: You know something? Someone raised the question before. Why is he not in a prison uniform? And the thing is, how about the lookout? That's not a prison uniform either. He's got no shirt on and he's got gray sweatpants. Obviously, I would look into that too as a failure of the prison system. Let's get them in their orange jumpsuits and make them wear that. And I know there's some states and some uh, places that have filed... ACLU has filed lawsuits saying, oh, well, at least for jails. They're not convicted. You can't make them wear uniforms. So I wonder if that could be a problem in some of these state prisons also, that some of these uh, prisoner rights groups uh, file suit that they shouldn't have to wear these orange jumpsuits. I wonder. But uh, as you see, both of these, the lookout and the escapee are not wearing uniforms.
11: Two walls leading to that prison door and climb up onto the prison roof. From there, it was over to a prison yard that, for some still unsaid reason, was not being watched like it was supposed to by a guard in a prison tower, who did not see calvacanti on the roof or jump down from it and then over prison fences with razor wire on top. Prison officials realized an inmate was missing at 945, and at 950, the prison was put on lockdown. Ten minutes later, the public escape siren sounded, and the 911 call center notified. On May 19th, another inmate had also got up on the roof the same way. But that time, the tower guard did spot him, and the inmate was caught within five minutes. And then after that, extra security measures were added.
7: In the escape of Cavaconte, the tower officer did not observe nor report the escape. The escape was discovered as part of the inmate counts that occurs when inmates come in from the exercise yard. While we believe the security measures we had in place were sufficient, they've proven otherwise, and we will quickly We move quickly to enhance our security measures.
11: Near where so many roads are blocked off, the crust is rising, but business is falling off here at Lenape Pizza. The tables are empty as getting here to eat dinner isn't as easy as it was before a killer escaped the prison a mile away. And as the escape surveillance started to be seen on their phones and televisions, the prison's neighbors were not so happy to hear a prior escape had happened the same way just on May 19th and somehow not prevented from happening again.
3: Somebody in the prison must have known, and someone in the prison must have not done anything and turn ahead.
11: They how that had happened. Again and again. Is this, is this worse than embarrassing for the prison? It should be. They should be ashamed of themselves. It can't happen again. It, can, it cannot happen. Parents around here now say life is just day-to-day as this search goes on. They go to bed each night hearing yes, schools are open tomorrow, then learning at a 5 a.m. alert, nope, schools are closed again today as a precaution. So they have another day of being both babysitter and lookout for a kid-sized killer. In Westchester, Steve Keeley, Fox 29 News.
0: So, folks, you hear, the, there's the community. The community is stressing. You know, the police are talking about stressing out Danilo Cavacante. But really, what's being stressed now, uh, more than anything, is the community. They're, they're getting, I think they're getting sort of sick and tired of this, Um it's it's definitely uh, weighing on the community, and every time I see that that athletic <laughs> that athletic climb up that wall, it just raises the specter of that it was done before, and they did nothing about it. They didn't take the necessary precautions to stop this from ever happening again.
8: Take a look at this. This video showing him using his hands and feet to climb the walls was released just yesterday. He made his way through razor wire to break free. Chief investigative reporter Joe Holden is live in Pocopson Township where frustration is just boiling over there. Joe, good afternoon.
10: Hi, John. Yeah, good afternoon to you. It has been a full week. Hard to believe the time has passed since Danilo Cavalcante made and completed a spider-like climb up prison walls and literally climbed out of the facility in Chester County. As you've mentioned, frustration is mounting with homeowners and business owners. What is taking so long to capture this fugitive from justice? We're expecting some more information from officials this afternoon. They've called for a three o'clock news conference, but it is that video that that is certainly stunning. Of this escape, at least the very origin of the escape. It shows him scaling the prison walls to get to the roof. Officials yesterday said it does not appear Cavalcante had assistance from any other inmates. We're told all posts in the prison were manned, including a watchtower. But an acting warden said for some reason the guard there in that watchtower did not see Danilo Cavalcante escaping, nor did he report it. That person is now on administrative leave. Meanwhile, Cavalcante remains on the loose with hundreds of law enforcement officers after him. A federal law enforcement source a short time ago told me there were no credible sightings overnight captured on video. The search grid or perimeter has shifted in an eastern direction, now including westernmost parts of Delaware County touching the Chatsford area. Because of that, some schools in Kennett Square and Pocopson reopened since they're no longer in the middle of the search area. State police yesterday said they were wearing Cavalcante
1: down. As one of the law enforcement officers out there, it's hard enough for them uh, navigating in this, t- in this terrain, in this uh, hot, humid weather. But imagine if you're being hunted, it adds a whole different level of stress.
10: And we're back live. You see many of the state police troopers behind me. There's one on the other side of the camera, and there's one on the other side of a Copson Road at the same places they were yesterday. Take it back a full week, even though the search area has migrated in an eastern direction. Many of the areas just looking at road closures still manned by state police troopers. One thing about the survival tactic in all of this is that state police shared with us yesterday that they learned information that Danilo Cavalcante was familiar from his native country of Brazil with being out in rugged terrain and wooded areas. So if that suggests anything, he's been able to endure for this period of time. And they're still looking at unsolved burglaries as a possibility as how he's been able to obtain some of what we've seen him in video carrying. That is the latest. for live in Pecapsin Township. This is Joe Holden, CBS News, Philadelphia.
0: So, folks... That's where we are today uh on this case. Uh if there's any updates in regards to his eventual hopefully capture, we hope we hope to hear any day or any time now that he was captured. And we're all sort of agree in agreement that this is overdue. And folks, if you're new to this channel today and you're not subscribed to Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories, go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and give us a thumbs up. That's police and real crime stories from a police perspective and we'd appreciate you if you join our family here our friends our family our subscribers police off the cuff real crime stories that's the our show for today on the uh, search for Danilo Cavacante and when we get any kind of updates we'll give it to you as soon as we have them have a great day everyone and God bless
11: one episode just ain't enough